Hi, this is Mike Adamo. Welcome to another episode of the Med Device Talent Podcast. Hey, thanks for joining me again today. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about headhunters and internal recruiters. This kind of mirrors the article that I posted on LinkedIn on February 21st, 2017, which I called Headhunters versus HR, the age-old battle explained. And really what I'm going to talk about today is the difference between internal recruiters and external recruiters and also how you spot the good ones. And regardless of whether it's an internal recruiter or an external recruiter, there is a difference between good ones and bad ones. And um, I'm going to help you break that down. And this is relevant regardless of if you're a candidate looking for a new position and you're trying to figure out if a recruiter is someone you want to work with or send your resume to that person, or if you're a hiring leader and you're either stuck with your HR representative or honored to have that person, or you're looking to identify an external resource that can help you fill your position. So we could also call this podcast All About Recruiters. So what is the deal with recruiters? In my first book, this book will get you hired. I have a really thorough overview of the different types of recruiters. And I actually have a podcast that I did a while back that kind of covers the different kinds. So I'm not going to do that today. We're essentially going to talk about two different kinds of recruiters, internal recruiters and external recruiters. Internal recruiters would fall into the bucket of talent acquisition, contract recruiters, anyone that's employed by a company directly So they only work for that one company to hire talent. And then external recruiters or headhunters, executive search consultants, uh, retained recruiters, whatever they want to call themselves, are third-party sort of consultants to the industry. So they either work for a firm or they're independent. And uh, those are the two different classes of recruiters we're going to talk about today. And it's important to figure out what type of recruiter you're speaking to and what type of recruiter is going to help you given the situation or what you're trying to accomplish. So not all recruiters are created equal. So let's talk about the pros and cons of internal recruiters, right? So internal recruiters, you're likely going to deal with them if you're a candidate because you apply online for a job or your friend submits you as an employer referral or you've been networking and someone said, oh, call the recruiter for this position. And that person, like I said, is going to be employed by that individual organization that, you, that, uh, that you're calling on. Uh, or if you're having them help you recruit, then you work for that company and you've been assigned an internal recruiter because that's how the process works. So, and um, you know, I know one of two things about this, right? If you guys aren't familiar with my background, I have about 17 years in the recruiting business. The first seven in executive search, so sort of an external guy. And then I spent 11 years as an internal guy, uh, an internal recruiter, and ultimately a director of talent acquisition. And then the last year managing my own search firm. So I guess if you add up those numbers, it's now 18 years. So I guess I'm getting old. So um, I've been on both sides of the equation, which is one of the things that's kind of unique about my background and gives me a perspective, which I like to talk to you guys about when I'm sitting here in the morning recording my podcast. I like to tell you all about my perspective, which is both internal and external. So back to the subject of today. So those internal recruiters. So if you're a hiring leader, the benefits of internal recruiters are they typically don't cost you very much because your company is paying for them or they're being paid out of your budget, but it's a minimal uh, cost. 
Additionally, they know the culture of your organization and they know what types of people work best in your culture. The disadvantage is these guys tend to have a very high workload and that means they have very little time to reach out and actually recruit people that are sitting at their desk working and not looking for a job. So they are kind of stretched thin, right? That's the recruiting model. That's the benefit, right? If you implement an internal recruiting model, it's all about saving cost. I mean, people say it's all about effectiveness, but at the end of the day, if cost wasn't an object, you would want an expert to work on each individual position that you had that had a huge network in that space to help you identify all the folks that could potentially do your job and have insight into the industry to help you identify the ones who are really good, right? So um, internal recruiting certainly isn't about being the most effective, regardless of what people say. It's about managing costs and trying to be as effective as possible while mitigating the risks or impacts of external recruiters. And we'll talk about what those risks and impacts are in a few minutes, but that's the purpose of an internal recruiting program. So as a leader, you're going to be dealing with likely individuals that have a lot of positions on their plate because you would not have tons of internal recruiters. You kind of want to have less doing more because that helps give you advantage of cost. So they have very little time to do outreach, but they can kind of stick out a net and catch employer referrals. They can catch people through LinkedIn. And if you get a really good one, maybe they with some time, maybe they have some time to go recruit people for you and kind of work like a search person. So that's a little bit about internal recruiters. Um, internal recruiters are extremely cost-effective. However, they struggle to find top performers from your competitors. Internal recruiting works best when you're hiring a large number of very similar jobs and candidates that aren't very hard to find. The tools that internal recruiters use tend to be limited to things like LinkedIn, online applications, job postings, and maybe a little bit of networking, or maybe they can go to an industry association. So are internal recruiters better or external recruiters better, right? And uh, it depends. Um, if you're looking for the absolute lowest cost, well, then do the recruiting yourself. Get on LinkedIn and make your own connections and find your own people. But if you're looking for you know, some resources to do it for you, at a controlled cost and kind of balance out between um, the high cost of external recruiters and the, the lower cost of internal, well, internal recruiters can be a great option. However, like I said, there are some limitations. And, and honestly, the biggest limitation isn't necessarily their sourcing techniques. It's their um, attitude and approach. Because a lot of times, internal recruiters have very limited experience in their industry or function. The average internal recruiter has 12 to 18 months. And many times, that person showing up at your door has less than that, and you're going to teach them how to hire in your function. They know recruiting, but they don't know your industry. And that's kind of backwards, honestly, because knowing the industry is, is actually more important than knowing recruiting. Recruiting isn't that hard. Recruiting is about making friends with people in an industry or niche. So any recruiter or recruiting people that say, well, it doesn't matter the industry, I'm just a great recruiter, that's a bunch of malarkey. And that's uh, unfortunately what the internal recruiting industry is based on. Recruiting is about building relationships, knowing a market, knowing an industry, and knowing a function. So that's why some of the best recruiters were operating leaders or operating individuals like engineers or marketing people that turned into recruiters because they know the space, they know the players, and they know where to go. It's not that there's this magical recruiter wand that people then can learn industry and function and space. Um, that's absolutely positively backwards. So let's talk about how the best recruiters work. And uh, this is regardless of internal or external. 
So the best recruiters work in the old school way. So a way that existed before LinkedIn, before social media, and even before job postings, right? When people used to put stuff in the newspaper or better yet, they didn't post or advertise their jobs at all. They built networks. So think about kind of a uh, smoky room with an ashtray and Rolodex and a telephone. And uh, these folks were the deal makers of the industries that they worked in, right? So they knew everyone. They knew who the players were. They knew who was good and who said they were good, but weren't that good. And if they didn't know somebody, they could go ahead and check them out. They could call a couple people they know in the industry and say, tell me about Sally. Is she good? And so they could really know who the players are. And they're the power brokers in the industry. Now, that's evolved, right? Because first of all, nobody smokes in their office anymore. At the end of the day, people are creating those relationships. And they know all the people and the players. And they have information. And recruiting is all about information. Yeah. It's about information, right? And that's why LinkedIn's kind of degraded it because now information's available and everybody thinks they're a recruiter. But it's about information and relationships and some knowledge. See, those are the three secrets. Information, relationships, and knowledge. So good recruiters put all that together to create great candidates that didn't exist by talking to people in the industry that aren't looking and attracting them to a position by using their knowledge. So that's how the best recruiters work. They also help identify gaps in people's career, not gaps like they're not working, but a gap between what they want to be doing or should be doing to get to the next step in their career and what they are doing. And they help educate those folks so that they can meet their career goals, right? So sometimes people are at their desk, they're working hard, they're not even thinking about looking for a job. But sometimes they have frustrations because they know maybe their job isn't leading where they want it to lead or they, um, they're they unaware and they don't realize they're in a dead-end job. And a great recruiter actually helps individuals to identify where they are, where they want to go. And if they're in line and they're going forward and they're getting where they need to go, they say, hey, great, good on you, keep going. But if there's a gap, they help those people to understand that gap and then identify opportunities to meet that gap and help them get where they want to go. So that's what great recruiters do, regardless of their internal or external. The challenge is that internal people don't have as much time to do this, and they don't have as much market knowledge to be able to educate and coach candidates and, or to know where to go to get those people while they're sitting at their desk, right? Because you have to know all the companies. You have to know all the players to be able to do that. The most important thing that you can do as a hiring leader or as a candidate is ask how a recruiter works. Unfortunately, these days, with the lazy LinkedIn recruiters, you're going to find a lot of people that just kind of work on LinkedIn, and that's not going to be the best. The best recruiters are going to develop their own network of relationships. They're going to have their own independent database, right? So that's a good question if you're a hiring leader and trying to understand if this is a good recruiter to work with. How do you work and how do you store your information? So do you have a proprietary database? Do you use LinkedIn? What do you do to manage your relationships, right? You know, what you want to hear is, ah, I built my own network. I've done it over a number of years. Great recruiters have been doing this a long time. You're paying for a recruiter. What, the average fee probably is somewhere between eighteen dollars and $40,000 for a recruiter, right? Maybe twenty twenty five dollars is like the middle ground. 
do you really want to pay 20, 25 grand for a kid 18 months out of college that's working some database that they don't really have the knowledge of? No, you want to pay that kind of money for an industry expert that can coach you and coach your candidates to help them meet their career goals. So that's what you're looking for in the best recruiters. They're industry experts that can add value. They're not just salespeople. You're not paying for access to a database. If you want access to a database, go get your own LinkedIn account and you can have access millions of candidates. And so what do you need to pay some college kid to work a database? You need to pay for somebody who has relationships and has knowledge. So that's how the best recruiters work. That's a little bit about internal versus external. Um, you know, specifically about external, right? That they have to be a little bit better than those internal recruiters because they don't necessarily get paid just for showing up. They have to get paid to fill those positions. So if they're not good, they're not going to be there. And that's why time is a really important test of a great recruiter. Recruiter can tell you they're great. They're a rising star. They're a rocket ship. And you say, well, how long have you been there? Two years. Well, they haven't stood the test of time. Maybe they got lucky. Maybe they're riding a wave, right? When you look at people that have been in the industry 5, 10, 15, 20 years, like some of my colleagues, right? And there's some great recruiters out there. That's a little bit about recruiters and how to pick the good ones and the bad ones. Uh, Hopefully, this helps you if you're a candidate. I know it's a little bit manager-focused today, but uh, you know it's a little bit give and take each time. So thanks again for tuning in. I hope you will take a minute to hit that subscribe button. Check out all the great content. I've been pushing real hard to do a YouTube. Um, well, at least every two weeks. I'm trying for every week. I'm writing at least an article every week. And uh, I think I'm on a good track to be posting a podcast almost every single week this year. So I'm really trying to crush it on social media as well as help individuals to identify their career goals and companies to hire the talent they need. So hit that subscribe button. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you're having a phenomenal day. And do something today to help your career.